when you find that group of people who like a hundred percent get it, all your pain, all your excitement, all your pleasure. It's so much fun to be in a crowd of those people because they're your people. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Chantel Page Turner. Chantel blew our minds with some simple keys to a successful, highly engaged Facebook group. Listen in for the whole scoop. But before you go, stick around. I've got Chantel on again. This time we take a deep dive into her story and her journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur. This lady just shared a stage with Steve Larson, Peng Jun, and Russell Brunson on a cruise ship. And she's got a story to tell, guys. So listen in to the full episode to hear the whole thing. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the wonderful, beautiful, and incredibly talented Chantel Turner. Chantel, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I am very excited to be here. Oh, we are so, so excited. Guys, this girl, I've had an opportunity to watch her grow her business as we're in the same coaching program, the 2CCX program with Russell Brunson, and this woman is a relentless powerhouse. I want to take a minute to just... Uh, introduce her and give you a little bit about her story. And then I'm going to let her take it away, share about her story and just blow our minds with her brilliance today. So Chantel Turner began her online entrepreneurial journey shortly after having her first child. She was looking for a way to help cover her daughter's medical bills due to complications that she had at birth. As she found ways to help her own daughter, she realized that many other parents have kids with special needs, but they were not getting the support that they needed. And with a desire to help these other parents, Chantel founded her company, Stronger Mommy. While building Stronger Mommy, Chantel found and developed highly effective strategies that not only grew her Facebook group and brand, but revolutionized the way people grow and manage their own Facebook groups. Those who adopt these strategies into their own groups have seen massive growth, both in their following and their sales. And guys, I can tell you, like I've, I've implemented some of Chantel's strategies and I've watched her grow groups and I've seen the stats behind groups that she manages and groups that she's helped grow. And it is like, it is mind blowing. Um, so Chantel, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and for sharing your brilliance and for sharing your heart as well. No, I appreciate it. And I'm super excited to be here. I always accidentally drop way more value than I need to. So hopefully this will be one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take advantage of that for sure today. <laughs> I love it. So I know your bio kind of gave a background to how you got into Facebook groups, but if there's any like other details that you'd love to share about like, like what, what was it that, that made you want to turn it into an entrepreneurial journey? I mean, being a mom is busy enough. Being a mom of a, of a special needs child 
takes extra energy and effort. Like, where are you getting this energy and this drive to be an entrepreneurial powerhouse on top of being a stronger mommy yourself? So it's actually a really great question. Um, when we found out, so we, you know, we had a perfect pregnancy, thought everything was going to be great. It's our first child, our only child. And when she had a stroke during birth, we were totally like flipped sideways. We had no expectation of what life was going to look like. We were floundering. And along with just trying to get her all the services and support and help that she needed, I was working full time. Um, my husband travels 80% of the year for work. In fact, he's actually like headed out of the house right now to go somewhere else. I don't even know. Um, and I was working full time, commuting three hours a day, each like round trip. And I was exhausted. <laughs> I was not the bubbly, happy personality that you see before you now or here on the podcast. Like I was burnt out. Um, but also we had a massive pile of medical debt because the hospitals had said they were applying for services for us and they never applied. And so six months down the road, uh, all the good insurance in the world just doesn't cover what we had going on and we were left with a pile of debt. And so um, I actually turned to that entrepreneurial journey because I needed the extra income. So I was happily building a corporate career um, when I was like, crap, I need, I need more income. And that's where I really started to shift towards finding how I could make some extra money online because I didn't have the time in my schedule for another job, right? I'm already commuting three hours a day. My kid's in daycare all day. My husband's not around. I can't possibly get a second job. So I turned it online. I actually fell into network marketing first. It was like the gateway into entrepreneurship, I think, for me. Um, you know, it had some highs, it had some lows. In the end, it was a great way for me to get online and start building my online marketing knowledge. And what I did was once I had kind of reached a plateau in my network marketing, I wanted to learn how to run ads and how to, how to be a better marketer and all of that. And I found mentors and connected to them. And through that, um, I really started to build up that online knowledge. And that's when I realized that I could take that and not just use it for network marketing, but I could actually help other parents who had kids with special needs. And that's really where founding Stronger Mommy um, and eventually the, the Facebook group Stronger Mommies came in, was in, in that way of like, okay, I've learned all this stuff. How do I help a community that's really close to my heart? Oh, that's amazing. So it seems like you almost like, well, first of all, like necessity is, is like the birthplace of so many great ideas, but it seems like you also like had this magical combination of like necessity as well as, as you were seeking out the skills, as well as some, you stumbled into some things, like you weren't necessarily sure, you weren't like going out being like, Facebook groups is the thing. So like, how, how did that kind of come to, come to pass where you were like, okay, this is actually a viable thing that a lot of people could use in their business? Yeah, so I personally believe there are just two types of people in the world, and there are people who solve problems, and there are people who have problems. I myself, I'm a problem solver. So you throw something at my, you know, under my feet, and I'm like, okay, great, like that's an issue. How do we solve it? I don't make excuses. I don't live in the past. I am very future forward. And the people that have problems constantly they have excuses, and there's reasons why a solution won't work. And I just, I needed to have solutions and solve my problems, and so. Um, in found, you know, in getting my daughter what she needed and starting Stronger Mommy, I did it because I was alone on an island as a special needs parent. I had friends that had kids, 
but they didn't have kids with special needs. And it's very different. Like there are a lot of things that I was going through that they truly would not understand. The fact that my child didn't walk till she was two and a half years old. She wasn't meeting any milestones. I mean, these were things that were, especially as a first child, very hard to deal with. And so I wanted to find that community of other parents with kids with special needs. And so I turned to Facebook because I spent a lot of time there already. And I, um, I started joining all of these special needs communities and they were not great to do to say it lately like women are vicious women i don't understand but they tear each other apart and these women would tear each other down and they weren't very helpful and i somehow had because i was a problem solver so i had solved all my own problems i had the solution so a parent would ask a question and i'm like oh that's an obvious answer let me help and i started becoming like the authority on special needs and, and i just have the one kid and I, she's pretty new she was a year old right so um, I realized that this community wasn't the best community for me because it wasn't a place I wanted to spend my time. And I thought, why don't I just start my own community if I'm the one leading the charge anyway? And then I can make the rules and I can say, we're not going to be catty women and we're not going to be rude to each other or vicious. We're going to be nice. We're going to be supportive. And so I did when I founded Stronger Mommy, it was truly just to, to solve the problem of how other groups were run. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't learn. I didn't take any courses on Facebook groups. I just said, I want my own community of amazing special needs parents. And so in creating that, uh, it very quickly grew to about 2,600 members in the first six months. Like it blew up and I was getting messages all the time from parents that were like, this is the best group on Facebook. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And it felt really good when people tell you you're awesome. It feels really good. <laughs> and I had one mom reach out and she said, I have made more friends in the last 10 minutes than I've made in the last 10 years. And I just had to say, thank you. And it touched me. I thought, wow, I didn't, I didn't connect her to somebody. I didn't introduce her to anyone, but yet because she was part of this community that I created, something magical happened for her. And I, uh, I got invited to the Facebook power admins, which is like this invite only thing run by Facebook for highly engaged groups. My group was kind of like massively engaged. All the members were highly active. Um, and I started to have other entrepreneurs going, how the heck did you do that? Cause I really wasn't spending a lot of time on it. So it all came by accident out of necessity. And I guess like community engagement and Facebook groups just happens to be a superpower of mine. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love that story. And well, like, and as, as a Facebook marketer, like as you were talking, I was like pulling out principles, like the fact that you were solving a specific problem and you were talking to a specific group of people and you were creating a community. Like, I, I know that when you started, like Facebook didn't have the group commercials that they do today, but like one of my favorite commercials is the Facebook Beagle uh, dog commercial. I don't know if you've seen that, like where there's this guy walking down the street and he has a certain specific type of dog and he's like going to all these dog parks and no one else has a dog like his and he turns to facebook to find other people that have this this particular like dutch hound or beagle or like whatever kind of dog it was and then he goes to this location and like every dog that's there is the same type of dog and it's like facebook groups you know and and so you you created that um and i love like you you took the initiative to to say this is something that I need, so I'm going to create it because if I need it, I'm not. I've, I've got. A, I'm not the only person that that's going to need to need this specific thing. Well, and that's just it. Like I didn't. I mean, I knew I needed to niche down because I I didn't want to talk to all the parents. I only wanted to talk to parents who had kids with special needs. Um, but it, it is exactly that. It's you 
when we're forming a community and especially I feel like today we have so little community around us now because the internet is where we spend our time and it's, it's very one-sided. There's surprisingly, there's other human beings on the other side of the internet. Some might not know that, but they exist, but like a community is really cool. And I thought, God, I want to be surrounded by other people who just get it. And so for whatever that thing is, whether it's special needs or beagles or whatever, when you find that group of people who like a hundred percent, get it all your pain all your excitement all your pleasure it's so much fun to be in a crowd of those people because they're your people so yeah that's exactly what i did totally by accident and I, if only i could have seen the future two years ago that's amazing so so now that you're in this and you're developing uh, and you're helping other businesses use facebook groups to to grow their following and and grow their sales um like what, what's the goal where where are we going with this i mean especially with it being the beginning of the year like what does 2020 look like for you and your not yet notable, which is a new group that you have and your, and your culture method, which is your, which is your group growing program. Yeah. For me, um, I, <laughs> some people thrive on income and like income's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie. Like I like a nice income, but where I really personally get like crazy mad excited is when I can teach something to someone and then they go and use it and like explode, have massive success. Cause I feel like, oh, I did that. Like I taught you that thing that helps you become amazing. And that's what gets really exciting for me. And so um, I'm doing a lot more done for you and done with you services moving into 2020 because I do thrive on that completion rate. And for me, um, I don't just want to like sell a course that's like, hey, go forth and conquer. And then, you know, I think the rate is like 5% of people complete courses, which just makes me want to cry, except that I'm one of the 95% that don't complete them myself. So <laughs> there's that. But um, I'm really focused on, you know, 2020 for me is about building that community. It's about helping others create that culture, um, that tribe identity and that community within their brand, within their niche. And I call it becoming the notable leader of that niche where everyone, when somebody says, Hey, who do I go to for like Facebook ad help? People are like, you gotta go to Lizzie. I'm like, she knows her stuff. That is what's really exciting to me. Where I think the future is going is, is that social proof and those people that, that truly want to shout you from the rooftops because you know, your stuff you have a community around you um, and, and it allows you to raise your rates. It allows you to give back to your community more, to teach more, um, to have a better experience for clients. So I just think it's like very cyclical and, and very exciting. I love that. Well, and, and Chantel, like truthfully, like I'm so grateful that you're doing that because as, as like for, for those of, for those of you, Chantel and I had the opportunity to go on a cruise last week with, with our, with our coaching group and Chantel presented to all the, to the 300 entrepreneurs that were there and she crushed it. Like you're, you're just, you're a gifted teacher. You're great. Especially when you can just sit down with someone and like, see like what, what is their specific thing they're doing and you care so much about people. So I love that that is what you're doing in 2020. You're just, you're going to, you're going to crush it. I love Thank it. You. I'm excited. So, so as you've been on this journey for the last couple of years, and I love that, like you kind of dropped that, like it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been two years and that's like, that's a relatively short amount of time. Um, what, what have been some of the roadblocks that you've come into as you have been figuring out what your superpowers are and building and building this, this brand that you're doing? Yeah. And realistically, it's not even just the two years that I've been building the groups. I mean, if you travel back in time, my daughter is six and a half years old, you know, all of this started, my life changed, transitioned, shifted 
when my daughter was born. I was on the corporate path, which is strange because I have very entrepreneurial parents. My dad is a custom home builder, like owns his own company. My mom's done lots of entrepreneurial stuff. I don't know. School did its job. And it was like, school was like, you will get a job and climb the corporate ladder. And I said, yes, school, I will. <laughs> and then I, I went out and did it. Um, but I, you know, so, so it really started six years ago and getting online and learning some of that stuff. And um, it's funny, I saw a post uh, a while back and somebody said, um, how long did it take you to become an overnight success? And it resonated with me because when we see, when we finally see somebody, so when people see me today, they don't see me that's been working my butt off for six years. <laughs> like They just see the person that they see today because it's the first time they're meeting me. They're, they're being introduced to me. They just see the Chantel today. So I have gone through so many ups and downs. Um, I mean, realistically, I, I started a network marketing business hoping that that was going to be my big ticket to success and then plateaued and then started getting into Facebook ads, trying to scale the network marketing business and realized that that wasn't going to work and I could start my own business. And then I started Stronger Mommy. And as much as I absolutely love that community, I realized that they weren't the community I wanted to do coaching with and sell to at the moment because there was so much broke mindset over there. And I'm not a mindset coach. Like I'm a high D I thrive on people that just want to like take it and run. And there's, there's too much going on over there. So that, you know, that was a huge down for me. And maybe I should just go back into the workforce. It was a time where I thought uh, I'd quit my job in, in at the December of 2016. Um, so I could be home with my daughter as she was starting school as she, you know, all of that. She was no longer in daycare and I wanted to be home with her. And I thought, maybe I just need to go back and get a job. Like maybe I'm not cut out for this as much as I thought I was. Um, accidentally got onto Russell Brunson's speaker team and all of that. Uh, re kind of kickstarted my excitement for, for entrepreneurship and life and was like, okay, maybe I know what I'm doing. And then came into to two CCX in 2019, uh, had some highs and lows in there as well. And then kind of have just found my footing in people saying, hey, I want to learn about the groups. And even that has only been in the last would say six to eight months that I've really focused on that. So I think for anybody listening where you're like, if, if you're, if your mindset is like, I'm a total rock star today. And then tomorrow you're like, I suck. I just want to tell you, I've been there. I ride the emotional roller coaster sometimes all in the same thought process. Like I've gone from being amazing to thinking I'm awful all in one consecutive thought. Um, so it's okay. But I think at the end, we just, you know, we have to keep pushing and, and eventually that thing that you are really good at that people want to come to you for, will find you. Mm, I love that. Well, and I'm sure that, and I feel this about my own journey. There, there were things, pieces that you pulled from everything that you tried, right? I'm sure there are things that you learned working in corporate that you still use in your entrepreneurial journey. There are things that you learn in network marketing. I mean, community, network marketing is all about community. So like, it's crazy how you're, you're doing the exact same thing, but it's, it's a different medium and it's a different platform. Um, and so you're pulling each like, like little bits from all of it to create this like unique offering and this unique ability to, to make a contribution and impact in the world. And it's so true because I think sometimes we're looking for the ROI of the thing we bought. Like, right, I spent $1,000, where's my at least $1,000 back? Um, let's take like when I started learning Facebook ads for network marketing, I spent $5,000 and then $10,000 again. Um, and I would always tell people like, I, I came in thinking I was buying a shirt and I left with a pair of pants. Like I didn't, I didn't really get what I thought I was buying, but realistically, like that pair of pants that I got, even though it wasn't the $15,000 immediate ROI that I was hoping for, or ideally more than you spend, right? 
But over the years, it's definitely paid off. And it's, it is, you know, all of the stuff that I learned and how the algorithm works because I learned ads is what allows me to understand Facebook and the algorithm today for groups, even though I'm no longer running ads. Right. And like you said, the community from the network marketing and it's all pieces. And I think sometimes we forget all the pieces of our journey that actually made us who we are today. Mm. Yeah. And it's such a powerful exercise to go back and realize it because if we, if we don't, we think that we've wasted so much time, right? And money. (laughs) Yeah. And money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's change gears a little bit. So I want to, I want to dive into, into your expertise. So, um, well, I, I would love to know, like, if you have like a framework or like a few like guiding principles that are like, or, or actually you, you talked about this in your email. So this is where I want to go with this. So you said, what are the top mistakes that people make when they are, when they're starting a Facebook group? Let's start there. And, and I would love for you to just like help us right our ignorant wrongs. Yes. So not niching down is one of the biggest mistakes that people make. Like they are, you know, you might think, oh, well, I want to work with photographers. And I'll, t- I'll give you an example. Um, I had a great call with an amazing woman today. Um, she's a fairy tale photographer, which I just found out is the coolest thing ever. I'm super excited. Like, it, it's awesome. Anyway. Um, it's amazing. But we were talking about a group for her. And the, the challenge is, and she already, you know, she understood this niching down. But I want to use this as an example for those of you that are like, but I can just be a photography group. That's a niche. You can't, it's not a niche. That's like a broad topic because there are, there are car photographers and fairy tale photographers and wedding photographers and um, landscape photographers. And you know, there's, there's a whole range. And then there's even within that range, there are people that are just getting started in photography and people that have been doing it for years and people that are formally trained and people that have never gone to school. And so the problem is if you just try to be a group for photographers, nobody's gonna really get each other. It'll be okay. <laughs> But like the guy that's been to school for 12 years for photography and shoots like, I don't know, professional portraits is going to be annoyed by the kid that's like, I just got my first camera. It's not going to work out. They're not going to be on the same level. And so you have to really niche down and go, okay, who is that perfect person that I want to work with? Like, who's your dream customer and what are their pain points? That way, you know, like every single person in your group should have those common pain points. And so get clear on that who, and then use your questions. Facebook allows you to require admin approval for members joining. And the three questions for people to come in, question number one should be, are you a perfect fit for this group? If the answer is anything but yes, don't let them in. It's better to have less people in your group than to have the wrong people in your group. So that's the biggest mistake I see people making. Um, The second one is content. A lot of people out there teach Facebook groups and a lot of them teach it differently than I do. Uh, I think mine's better, not because it's mine, because I I prefer less work and mine's less work with bigger results. So we're going to go that route, which is do less content. If you are posting, especially if you're in any kind of niche with busy people, so entrepreneurs, you know, and like any kind of niche with busy people, if you are posting every single day, if you're going live every single day, if you're dropping an article every single day, you are noise. Nobody has time to watch your two hour live every single day. In fact, you probably rambled on about a bunch of crap nobody cared about for half that time before you ever got to the point. So instead, be very strategic about your content. I am a go live once a week, that's all you need, and then do a weekly win post, which is a chance for people inside your group to feel like they had a great moment that they get to share. People love to talk about themselves. And that's really all the content that's required. Um, And then the third biggest mistake that I see people make is that they don't set up admin post approval. 
And this is one that a lot of like other group teachers try to fight me on, but it's so powerful when you turn on admin post approval because it's twofold. One, that means that all the junk and the people that break the rules and all of that never gets into your group. It's so much easier just to delete it before it ever gets in. Don't even reprimand them, just move on, save yourself the time. But two, it's very easy to read that post and then immediately go and comment and your member feels so valued and that value will transition far beyond the group into sales, into loyalty, all of that, just because you took the time to comment on their post. And realistically, to read a post, approve it, and then go comment can take seconds, but the value is massive. So those are probably like the big three things that people are making mistakes on. That is awesome. So um, can, you, can you go into more, more detail about, um, about those questions at the beginning? Because when you, when you taught me that about the questions, like, it was like mind blowing to me. I was like, whoa, I am not thinking about this the way that I should. Yes. Um, so question number one, it should be a yes or no question. Are you a perfect fit for this group or not? So example, stronger mommies is for special needs parents. Question number one says, are you currently parenting a child with special needs? If the answer is anything other than yes, you don't get in the group. I get people that are like, I'm a single mom of six cool go find a single moms group like I, you're amazing i only have one and i want to like some days i'm going nuts but this is not for you right it should be a point where they can either raise their hand with a resounding oh my god yes that's me i'm part of that tribe or eh, not really and then you don't let them in um question number two i love personally to use as a way to um, find out where people came from. Like for me now, I've kind of transitioned. I used to use question number two a little differently and I'll tell you guys about that too. But now I use it to be like, what marketing piece am I doing that's working really well? So is it some friend that chatted me out um, or some group member? I get a ton of group member referrals. So that's really cool to track. Um, is it somebody that I don't even know? Am I being chatted out in another group? Did, did Facebook send them? All the time I get people that are like, you popped, like Facebook suggested you. And I'm like, sweet, thanks Facebook, love free advertising. Um, so, you know, that's good for me, question number two. Or you can use that as an in for people to feel like they're allowed to post. So I, in the past I have used question number two to say, not here, but once inside, please go ahead and welcome yourself, like post so we can get to know you. It's a great place for people to do that. And then question number three is always, what is your best email address? I love to capture their email so that I can remarket to them on the back end so that if Facebook ever goes anywhere, I have that list. Like you should always be list building. Um, and another thing for those of you that are like, that sounds cool, but I don't wanna have to copy and paste every single email that somebody writes in. I've got hundreds of people that wanna join a day. Um, there are a couple different Chrome extensions that will actually allow you. The one I use is called Group Convert. Um, there's another one I think called group funnels or something along those lines that'll allow you to automatically capture the email and put it on an Excel sheet. So, um, that's kind of how I do the three questions. That's amazing. So, and, and I love how, how you talked about how like your, your group is an is a community, but it's really an asset once you have their email address because you can market to them and no matter what happens with Facebook rules or, or where, or, or let's say the platform crashes or like whatever happens, like you don't lose that the people that you've built this built this community with so that is that is just awesome i love it um and and what would you what, like i i know this is something that i struggle with often is when you go live in your group once a week like like i was i was listening to an influencer the other day and they were like don't don't say hey i just wanted to pop in for a second like so do you have any guidelines for like what, 
to like different topics that you should be covering in the live? Like, is it for announcements? Is it for content? Is it for um, question and answer? Like, like how do you use your lives in your, in your Facebook group? Yeah, all of the above. So your live should be consistent. It should be one, like you can go live if you've got something going on, you want to do another live, but like your minimum once a week on the exact same day at the exact same time. So that consistency allows people to know when to show up. Um, which means you'll get a better show up rate. And it, they'll also value that content more because it seems like it's a scheduled event for them. They're like, okay, oh shoot, it's 9 a.m. on Friday, I gotta go, like I gotta be in Chantel's live, right? Like they start to know. Um, or they'll catch it and they'll know, oh good, she already went live, I can come back and catch it. But people wanna show up when you're live because it's their only chance when you're strategic about that that they can actually get to interact with you. So I acknowledge people hopping on the live. I'm like, Lisanne, so excited you're on, thanks so much. Like I'm acknowledging people as they're getting on. Um, I don't say like, oh, hey, just thought I'd pop in here because I didn't, like it's a scheduled thing. I come every week, that would be awkward. So um, I, I always say who I am. Don't assume that just because they're in their group, they know who you are. This is, you know, we do a welcome video and all of that to helpfully help them get to know us. But at the same time, like they might not know who I am. They might not know my backstory. I'm not going to retell my entire like long drawn out epiphany bridge every time. I usually like snag a different piece of my story to each live so that eventually they'll kind of get that cohesive picture. But I'm always like, hey guys, thanks so much for jumping on. I'm Chantel. Um, recognize guys, one of the big things about lives is that <laughs> But like the first 20 to 30, even like up to a minute of that live is really for the people catching the replay because nobody's on with you yet. So talk to the people catching the replay. I'm not talking to the people that are live because they're not seeing that part of the content. So I'm like, hey, I'm Chantel and I know you guys are catching the replay because you're catching this part of the live. So let me know, comment a hashtag replay, drop it below. And then I'm like, as I start to see a little number of people popping on my live, then I transition to where I'm talking to people live. So remember that like nobody's on the first 30 seconds. Um, and then it depends on the content. So sometimes I have an announcement I wanna make or sometimes a popular topic has floated around the group for a week. I don't know how it happens, but I guarantee you like randomly everybody's on the same page talking about a popular topic. So you'll, you know, you'll address that question that people had or you'll do a Q&A, whatever it is. I usually try and drop like 30 minutes before I go live what I'm gonna go live about in the group in like a little message. So I'll be like, hey guys, just a reminder, we've got our live in 30 minutes. It's a Q&A today. So come with your questions, whatever. And if you're doing Q&A, always prepare a couple of questions so that you don't look like like blank stare at the, at the screen while you're waiting for somebody to ask something. Come prepared, be like, hey, I know somebody was asking this and somebody was asking that. And then it, that'll spark more questions in as people log in. Um, or if you're totally out, you're like, you're out of content, you don't want to do a Q&A, you're lost, bring in a group expert like, or another expert into your group and do an interview with them live. That works too. That is awesome. I love that feedback. Oh, you weren't lying when you said that like you just like over, over deliver and over value bomb drop. I love it. So I always love to, I always love to end with this question. And that is like, what, what personal transformations have occurred for you as you've been on this journey to entrepreneurship and making an impact? Yes, it's a good one. And so, um, the biggest thing for me is going from, and it's kind of sad and, and like hard to say, but going from a very selfish, self-focused, self-centered kind of crappy human being. Like, I mean, I didn't kill people or rob people or steal or anything like that, but I was just very self-focused. I, I went into every single thing that I did. What am I going to get out of it? How is it going to benefit me? Um, and I didn't realize that at the time, of course, but looking back now that I've transitioned out of that, I'm like, oh, wow, look who that person was. Um, to having my daughter really transitioned 
my total outlook on life and helping others. I was not a, I was a very selfish person and now I'm a much less selfish person. There are other people that are less selfish than me for sure. But, um, I am more now I'm like in everything. How can I give back? How can I help? I'm very, um, I want to reciprocate. And so it's interesting. Actually, sometimes I think I miss out on opportunities now that I might've had because I'm so afraid to become that person that I was, that was such a taker. Like I was always taking from people and didn't care if I gave something in return, but now I'm so afraid to take. So I'm like overly cautious about it. And then I think I miss, sometimes I miss a little bit, but um, I definitely am much better now that I, I, I care about giving and I want to help people and I want to serve. And it's probably why I, you know, I over deliver on stuff like podcasts and all of that. Um, cause I'm truly a different person and I care more about how I can help somebody else and how I can help myself. And that's been the biggest transition in my life. I love that so much. And I love how, I mean, the power of awareness and, and your, and your, your humility to say, you know, I was this way. And I'm trying every day to not be that person and some, and so, and, and it's, it's a, it's a something that you, that you work at. Like, I, I love how you're like, I, I, I almost go too far the other way because I don't want to ever go there again. I think that that is just so powerful. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and being willing to, to share that. That is just really, really powerful. I think we can't grow if we don't recognize the faults that we made in the past and our mistakes. And so I'm always, I'm always trying to be introspective and say like, you know, how can I grow and how can I do better? Um, and also I think not to put, like, it's so easy to go, I was, I did something wrong and, and to kind of like have a pity party about it and to put blame, but like, you can't go back into the past. So all you can do is try to be the better version of yourself today. And that's, that's mm. what I I love that. Oh, it's so great. So great. So, um, how can people get in touch with you? How can people follow you? If you want to, if this is a great opportunity for you to talk about your, your course or an opportunity to work with you, since you're doing a lot of done for you and done with you services this next year, how can people get in on the Facebook group game with Chantel Turner? Yes. So on Facebook, I'm Chantel Page Turner. Like she's a real page turner of a book. And I have four chapters in four different books that I, that I've written over the last year. So, um, yeah, they're, they're page turners, you guys, you should go find me. Um, it's a great way to remember me, but Chantel Page Turner on Facebook, you can go to ChantelTurner.com is a great way to kind of, it's a good overview of, um, just all the different things that I do. If you are looking to learn more about Facebook groups, grow a group, all of that. I've got a course or I also have done for you services. If you're like, I love what you talk about, but I'm way too busy to do it myself. Um, again, that's where I've transitioned is really helping those people that say, I want that. I just don't have the time. And so we, we do it for you and, and that makes life easy. And then you have your, your group ready to go. Um, so yeah, not yet notable is also my free Facebook group. If you're like, I don't want to buy anything. I just want to follow you for free and get lots of inside secrets. You're cool. Don't worry. Come over to free Facebook group. We'll help you out. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. So I will put all those links in the episode notes so people can follow you, get on a call with you, uh, take advantage of your brilliance. So Chantel, again, thank you so much for uh, making your mess, your message, and for not being afraid to put yourself out there in the world and make a difference and make an impact. It was such a joy having you on the Marketing Matrix today. Thank you so much for having me on and for making me be vulnerable. I like it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, I'm going to do a solo episode diving deep into the demographics aspect of dream traffic. 
Listen guys, every time I discuss demographics with my clients, their minds are blown as there are just aspects about their ideal customer that they just haven't thought about. Listen in to hear the whole thing and how it will help you in your business. But while I've got you, I wanted to remind you to join our Midas Touch Social Advertising Private Facebook group. In this group, we discuss marketing tactics and exactly what you need to know to run killer Facebook ads and talk to your dream customers. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.